Welcome to the Mojo Maker for Women in Tech podcast, where you will learn career strategies and techniques to help you break down barriers, make more money, and thrive in your tech life at work and at home. Technology has never been more mission critical to our online stay-at-home world, and you are the key to its success. You'll hear from diverse women in tech as well as experts who share both personal and professional strategies so you can transform your work and your workplace from the inside out. I'm Karen Morstel, former Silicon Valley tech leader and serial CISO for iconic brands like AT&T Wireless, Microsoft, and Russell Investments. I hope you will join me in my mission and message of resilience and transformation to make an inclusive and equitable tech industry. If you find this show helpful, please leave us a like and share it. And don't forget to hurry over to createyourleadingedge.com to join innovative and affordable group coaching for women in tech on your terms. And now, on to Mojo Maker for Women in Tech. Have you ever had that experience where you're the teacher and you're going to have a student and instead of you staying the teacher and the student staying the student, the roles reverse and the student becomes your teacher? I had the very distinct privilege of having that experience over the last three or four months as our intern from the University of Colorado joined us on the Mojo Maker for Women in Tech team and basically brought her perspective as a Gen Zer to all of us. And this old boomer <laughs> got a chance to really hear her and learn a lot about myself. And in this show, she talks about so much about what she learned in her time on the show. But to be honest, I was the student and she was the teacher. And I can't wait for you to hear this conversation between Kaylee and I as we look back over our experience together, working together over the last few months. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Mojo Maker for Women in Tech podcast. Today, I have with me a very special guest, Kaylee Pikin, and she was our intern for the last semester from her studies at the University of Colorado in Boulder. So Kaylee, I just want to say welcome to the show. Karen, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be on the show after spending the semester just listening to all the amazing guests you've had. I'm really happy that I have the chance to be here. Well, we have, this is our second try at doing this because we had sound issues with the first one. And I have to say, I was so disappointed because you brought some perspective to the show that it was so important and impactful. In fact, I've quoted you multiple times since then, so I should probably tell you that. But for those of you who are listening, Kaylee was the one who helped us produce all of these podcasts. Most importantly, she listened to the shows and then recreated the content from the podcast in our newsletter. And we enjoy so much listening to Kaylee and also reading what she wrote because she has this incredibly beautiful writing style. So that was part of your internship was being part of our, our launch and everything that we were doing 
this semester with Mojo Maker for Women in Tech and getting the podcast out on a consistent basis, getting a newsletter done, et cetera, et cetera. So if, you, if you're missing your newsletter, it's because Kaylee was taking finals and I didn't get one written. <laughs> so we miss you already. Well, thank you for your kind words, Karen. I miss working with the team too. I really learned a lot from the internal side of business of Mojo Maker, but also just listening to this podcast every week. There were some really valuable insights that stuck with me beyond the work world or academics, but just translated into life skills in general. And I really appreciate that. Was there something that you'd feel comfortable sharing here on the call that sticks out in your mind from the time that you spent with us and working on the podcast? Yeah, of course. I think every episode had its individual significance and just great takeaways, but something that stood out to me, and I think this was kind of an underlying theme and message throughout from my point of view, but just being able to trust yourself and trust your path, even if you don't know where you're going, but just through empathy and passion and love for life and what you're doing, you'll end up somewhere that is really meaningful. And that is what success really means to me, I think. So I just found it encouraging and also just so many good reflections that helped me to process everything that's going on right now and also just where I'm at and the state of affairs in the entire country. So I really valued that. That is something that I enjoyed hearing from you so much. You mentioned that when we recorded this the first time and and hearing it again because, you know, there's what I've like I have to compute this in real time, but I think there's more than maybe a 40-year age difference between us. So I tend to look at things in hindsight. I tend to look at things that said, this is what I did. And I can see how things kind of, and a lot of the people on the show too, are doing the same thing. They're talking about their career in hindsight. And you're just getting ready. You're a senior this year. You're just getting ready to graduate from the University of Colorado and you have everything in front of you. And so it's just really refreshing to hear how impactful the messages are from people who are sharing their story in hindsight. And yeah, they, a lot of them did have these like amazing journeys, but they never really mapped them out and had a plan. They just sort of followed their instinct in some cases. And sometimes they made the best out of circumstances that they hadn't anticipated. And everything worked out, didn't it? Right, exactly. And I think, especially right now, just the pandemic and all this uncertainty that's been building up throughout the year, just that basic message of resilience and perseverance, no matter what the circumstances may be, but just moving forward and knowing from others' lived experience that it will 
end up being okay and more than okay, even just deeply meaningful for themselves and the impact they've had on others. It's been really incredible. That's so encouraging. And you know, it's interesting, the situation where often, I think when you're my age, you step into a role, especially in a role where you get to bring somebody on board to mentor or be an intern. And you think, oh, I get to be the teacher. But Kaylee, you ended up being the teacher. Yeah, (laughs) you You ended up bringing perspective, and I'll share with the audience that when we first got started, when Kaylee came on board at the beginning of the fall semester, we were in the process of doing the launch of the new Flame Proof program that's out now and the Mojo Maker program, a membership program, which is about to come out. And part of that process was identifying who our ideal client avatar was. And I was using, I would say, probably boomer and millennial models (laughs) for my avatar, because that's what I know, Right. right? And then you kind of like made this huge contribution when you sat down and wrote the avatar, but you wrote basically a Gen Z avatar. Right. And yeah, yeah, that was an eye-opener for all of us and helpful, so helpful. I'm glad. Yeah, I just kind of based it off what I've grown up with and how I see people engaging with tech now. And I think it's interesting because there's always been a generational gap and always will be, but the creation of social media and just the rise of tech within the past decade and a half or so has really just changed society and especially for the younger generations who don't know life outside of that it's just become ingrained into our culture and the way we communicate so I'm really glad I could offer a valuable contribution but it also just gave me insight into how we're really using tech and what it really means between generations. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about that a little bit too with your plans that you have going forward. But before we step into that, you know, you mentioned something about a gap and that there would always be one. And I think you're right. As long as the generations choose to not see each other as their teacher. In other words, right, if I step into it and I say, well, I have to be the teacher because I'm the older one, that's not really going to make it so that that gap gets bridged because I'm not going to be hearing you from the standpoint that you're the teacher. You have something to share that comes from a very different perspective and life experience than anything I can possibly relate to without your help, right? Anyhow, I think it's just kind of been the coolest thing. (laughs) I learned so much this semester too, that it was really delightful. Thank you. So have I, definitely. And I think that statement is something both sides should definitely consider because I also see my generation kind of assuming that we are the most knowledgeable with our tech advancements and just where we are now. But 
we also have a lot to learn from generations who have lived through much more than we have and know that things will work out and know how to handle these crises while we are just so hyper-focused on momentary things and sometimes can lose sight of the big picture. But I think just working together and hearing different perspectives, diverse perspectives in all cases is really important and valuable. Isn't that interesting that we didn't have this as an intention when we started working together, but part of what the whole program Mojo Maker and Flame Proof and everything is all about, and the podcast is all about talking about diversity and inclusion and how to thrive in an environment where we have diversity. And you're you know, our own experience was just one of, wow, when you learn to see the other person where they are and learn to listen, I mean, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> There's so many yeah. gifts in that. Yeah. And we both got to experience that. So you're going to do some pretty interesting things, I imagine, coming through or, you know, following graduation because you're in journalism. Right. And you have an interest in photojournalism. Right. You want to talk a little bit about what your focus and interest is here going forward? Yeah, definitely. So kind of going off what we were just talking about in terms of diverse perspectives, what inspired me to pursue journalism is just the universalism of storytelling and the way that stories can really bring people together, no matter their background or their lived experience. But they just help remind us that we're more similar than we are different, even though we may live completely different lives. And I think just that alone can really inspire a lot of powerful change as we've seen in the past. So I really just want to be able to contribute to the art of universal storytelling. And I think journalism provides a great platform for doing so. So in the past, I've focused on writing, but this year I decided to start focusing more on photography as I think that an image can just really translate on any level. There's no language barrier and it can just be so powerful in itself. But yeah, essentially I just want to be able to connect with people and then communicate what they have to offer in a way that is accessible to other people who may have completely different lives, but they can at least relate to that basic emotion. Yeah. There's all kinds of, you know, photojournalism over the years. I guess I have probably somewhere between half a dozen and a dozen iconic photographs that are stuck in my head that definitely conveyed, you know, so much information to us. But you're right. It's not the knowledge. I don't think that we necessarily want to be gaining from all of these 
images and stories, it's internalizing something at a level that goes beyond our head, right? right? It's a heart level, heart level. Right. Yeah. And on this show, I know you've talked a lot about empathy with guests in the past and just the power of empathy. And I think that's one of the key takeaways and just really impactful parts of stories. They just allow us to empathize with people we'll never meet. And that's also something that I find interesting and powerful about being in this pandemic. We're kind of globally at this unique stage where we're all experiencing facets of the same thing. And it's definitely difficult, but just that sense of community and humanity, I think, can inspire a lot of positive change. Yeah, you know, it's interesting that you say that because it, honestly, we're just, we did not rehearse this. So we're just kind of riffing along as we go. <laughs> but you would think that when we share a common story, that we would end up with that driving connection between us, as opposed to what I think we're all feeling, which is it's driving a ton of disconnection. Right. Isn't that weird? That's weird. Yeah. No, it's difficult to conceptualize on that level because I feel like I've really witnessed both sides. On one hand, there's all these funds to keep restaurants open and just support Black Lives Matter or help people who don't have access to healthcare get that access. And then on the other, it's blaming certain groups for spreading the virus or blaming the media for making the virus out to be something it's not. But it's definitely hard to navigate. Although I do still think that ultimately we will learn a lot from this period and hopefully come back better than we were before. Oh, definitely. You know, you said something a while back that has really stuck with me. And I think I've probably shared it a half a dozen times in the last two weeks, <laughs> which is the comparison of how these, like these really earth shaking events have an aftermath. Right. And when we look at them in hindsight, we can see a very interesting pattern. You remember that conversation we had? Right, definitely. Yeah. Why don't you share with everybody what that was all about? That was so interesting. Yeah, it wasn't something I'd fully thought about until I got more perspective. And the first time it really struck me was I saw this street art in Los Angeles that said, after the plague came the Renaissance. And it just helped me to realize that these times of fear and just uncertainty and chaos can result in so much progress and really just change the entire direction of what we're working on and thinking and our values. And similarly, after influenza during World War I, there 
came the Roaring Twenties, just periods of great celebration and growth. So I do think we will come out of this stronger, just even based on history alone. Let's hope so. I mean, that's a very encouraging thought, really, right? Some I used to use a story all the time that comes out of the actually the Old Testament, and it's the story that many children would learn when I was a young child about Daniel, Daniel's friends who were thrown into the fiery furnace. And and you know, the story, which is really kind of a horrific one, where this despot takes these young men who will not comply with his demands and he has them bound in ropes and thrown into the top of this superheated fiery furnace that was used for glazing pottery and expecting that would be their death sentence right and then he opens up i guess you can have there's a window where you can look in to the bottom of these furnaces these 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 huge furnaces were like built like i guess kind of like a smokestack in a way but anyway they he looked in the window, he saw the young men in the inside the furnace walking around. And so he hurried and brought them out. And what and the story, which to me was so symbolic, is that I think a lot of these stories are meant to be symbolic, but they the men came out of the furnace and there was no smell of smoke. They were unharmed. They were unsinged. But the one thing that did happen to them was all of their ropes had been burned off. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's powerful. And I think if we can all find the grace in ourselves to treat one another with grace after such a hard year, that we'll find that our ropes are missing, you know? I agree. Yeah. Yeah, And I think we've already seen some seeds of that just trying to come together and really support each other regardless of our differences so I do have a lot of hope and it might be slow but I think we're definitely making progress as the vaccine was released this week and hopefully we'll be out of the pandemic soon but hopefully upon being done with the virus we'll recognize what else we were doing wrong and have better, more effective ways of how to address those problems. Yeah. Yeah. And we can look back on this and say, hey, you know what? We don't want to have to go through that again. What do we need to do to live differently or to, you know, think and behave differently that will help us next time, you know? Right. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Lessons learned. That's the hero's journey, right? Learn the lessons along the way. (laughs) Yeah, without a doubt. (laughs) Sometimes it feels like we should have learned these lessons through history as we didn't go through influenza and all of that. But at the same time, with each new generation, it just kind of have to learn things again and in a different way that applies to the contemporary. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's got to have their own, they've got to bring their own mark to it, right? Definitely. Yeah, that's one of the hardest, hardest things for parents, I think. (laughs) We have, oh my, you want to look at your children and say, oh, please, like, I learned that. I did that the hard way. I did, made that mistake. Please don't make that mistake. And then they just have to make it, you know, they don't, 
Yeah, that's kind of the way it goes, I guess. So you're all done with finals. And yeah, yay. (laughs) Get a break, a little bit of break. You got some plans coming up? Mostly just relaxing and spending time with my family. My youngest sister was actually just on a Knowles trip. That's similar to Outward Bound and other outdoor leadership programs, but just spent the past three months off the grid in Utah and Arizona. So it's great to hear her and just how she's experienced this time and the different perspective of being out of society and not reading the news every day and just kind of actually being allowed to reflect. So that's been really great. And what kind of plans do you have for the coming year now? You've got graduation coming up and you're going to take a gap year? Yeah. So I'm working on a thesis right now that is based in the journalism department. And I'm actually doing a photography series accompanied by interviews with people who've experienced eating disorders. So it's been heavy subject matter to be focusing on in this time too, but also inspiring because I really do just hope that through sharing these stories and trying to capture the visual experience in a way that's not just their bodies, but a more abstract emotional representation I hope to give these people a voice and then after that I want to take a gap year and hopefully have some work experience through business or journalism and then I'd like to go to grad school to kind of return to that focus of storytelling and working with sensitive groups and just getting stories out that are often unheard or misunderstood. I love that. Hey, you know, I think I sent you the note about a book and she's, there's a Jungian psychotherapist in Boulder. I think she still lives there. Dr. Clarissa Pinkola Estes. And she wrote many books. She's a contadora in addition to a, a psychotherapist, which means a keeper of the stories Oh, wow. And that's what she's known for is telling story and the way she tells her stories. Anyway, yeah, this book, if you don't have it, I'm going to send it to you, but it's on audio. It's called The Dangerous Old Woman. And one section of it is called The Joyous Body. And it's all about how we are, I'm paraphrasing, hopefully doing justice to what she's trying to convey, but you know, we are all souls having a human experience, right? Right. And the body, which we often throughout centuries have kind of been taught to discard and to disregard, like the body was, the body was filthy and this, you know, or, or somehow less than this lofty soul. And so it's led to a lot of behaviors over time where we really, I mean, even like self-flagellation, but self-starvation and and other kinds of behaviors that actually hurt the body. And she talks about it in the context of the body as the consort. Like the body comes and has its own 
being and its own sense and its own wisdom that is apart from what we experience as minds and souls. Right. And yeah, it's fantastic. I would love in all of your busyness that you've got going on right now, being in school and everything, but if that was ever part of your journalism effort, I would love to see what came out of that because, you know. I think that's really beautiful. And I'll definitely put that on the top of my (laughs) holiday reading list. Well, the good news is it's an audio and it's so it's and it's she's so fun to listen to because of her storytelling style. But yeah, I'll have to send it to you after the show. So you'll be sure to have it because I want to hear what you I want to see what you do with that. (laughs) Yeah, that is something that I generally want to explore and address is just that as through our culture and just these expectations we've created, we've made the body something to be punished almost, or just constantly discipline and see as a barrier. But really there's so much joy and physical activity and just the things that we can experience due to our body. So that's really beautiful. Right. Right. Yeah. We could do a whole nother podcast on this. (laughs) <laughs> I had a I had an eating disorder in my early 20s and I yeah just remember that I'm glad that that's not part of my life now but that was a really difficult period so yeah, yeah. we'll have to have another conversation <laughs> yeah, much to unpack but yeah yeah definitely important well Kaylee it was such a delight to have you with us all this semester And all of us, the whole team does. And I think you know this, that they all adore you. The work that you did with us, the way you were able to bring your perspective and share that and work with the rest of the team was pretty phenomenal, I have to say. And we miss you already. So (laughs) hopefully we can find a way somehow to continue to, you know, engage and work together because your voice and your perspective on the team was just a real delight and a treat for all of us. I really appreciate that. And the feeling is definitely mutual. I was a little bit afraid and just had this perception that it might be intense and I might just be disconnected and doing very menial side things. But just the inclusivity and also the positivity that you all work with was really inspiring. And just that in itself helped to remind me that I can do hard things and still be smiling and just a bright light every day. And that's something that you really taught me. So thank you. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you, Kaylee. <laughs> We're going to have to get back together again soon. <laughs> I'll have our virtual coffee or tea or whatever, but yeah. All right. Well, hey, happy holidays to you and your family and enjoy your time all together up there in snowy Boulder. I know we're, I'm ready to kick out the snowshoes and get out, <laughs> get outside. And I don't even need to go to the ski area right now. Yeah. It's been beautiful. Yeah. 
spectacular out here. We love it in Denver. So we'll talk to you very soon. Okay. Thank you. Happy New Year. You too. Have a wonderful break. Bye-bye. Bye. That's it for today. Thanks for joining us. We're on a mission to help you make your tech life the best it can be. And a big part of that is helping you handle adversity like a boss. You can get more right now with our free gift for you over at beanally.today to download Flame Proof, your anti-burnout guidebook. If you love our podcast, don't forget to subscribe and let others know. You can also get more insights from our weekly podcast digest on topics that are relevant to you, your allies, and your entire organization. So remember, you have the ability to create the tech life you love and to make a difference for our industry. See you next week. And in the meantime, be well and be an ally. Be an ally.